Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Okay, you guys, so the name of our podcast is Wellness Rebranded, and I think we wanted to explain to people why we feel the need to rebrand wellness. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation, and I would love to kind of know when you guys think about wellness or when you think other people think about wellness, what do you think they're thinking of? Bubble like baths? Detoxes, green juice, mm-hmm. sussies. Yeah. Always searching for kind of that thing out there, right? Okay. Yeah. There's supplements. The skin, the right skin routine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a There's, good one. Yeah. I didn't think of that, but that is so on point. Mm-hmm. There's sort of probably an element of elitism to it, right? Total privilege. Yeah. I'm thinking of like the Instagram. It sort of takes a lot of money to pursue wellness, or it could take a lot of money to pursue wellness the way that we're presented to it in our culture, right? All those supplements, all those detoxes, Mm -hmm. all those cleanses, all those hours at the gym, all that skincare regimen Mm -hmm. has a certain tone to it, right? And what happens is that so many people are actually running themselves into the ground pursuing wellness, right? There's this sort of underlying theme or this obsession with pursuing health or having the perfect health and thinking that it's just within our control. If we just could eat the right superfoods or manage our calories or exercise enough. Mm. Meditate enough. Yeah, Yeah. meditate enough. Oh, that's a good one, too. That is, You're full of them, right? Maura with the zinger. (laughs) (laughs) But if we can just do it enough, right, if we can find the right thing and do it enough, that, A, that's sort of our obligation to be pursuing it. There's some sort of, like, moral undercurrent to it, right? Mm. If you're not doing it. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Right. You can feel stressed or guilt or shame. It's like, oh, you just gave up. Yeah. yeah. You don't even care. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your minds do that. <laughs> like, ugh. There's an idea that wellness has a certain look, right? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about one time you had told us about that poodle science mm-hmm. video that we chatted about in one yeah. of our first episodes. But definitely the cultural narrative is that you can tell whether a person is sort of healthy or well by the way that they look, right? And we all know the undercurrent of that is thinner, is is supposed to be better or more healthy or you know, more of the things. So there's a big old heaping serving of diet culture in wellness culture when the reality is healthy bodies come in all shapes and sizes. You cannot tell a person's health by looking at them. Bodies also change throughout the lifespan. But I think kind of another overarching theme to wellness is this idea that our body needs micromanaging, right? right. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy, too. Our body is, like, literally built to manage itself. And think about just with diet, right? Well, are we eating at the right time of day? Should I or shouldn't I eat after this time of day? Or am I eating the right combination of foods? Are my macros exactly Mm -hmm. in the right category? Am I doing the right kind of exercise? Am I burning enough calories? I wonder how humans thousands of years ago 
thought about food? Like, did they do this? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think no, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry, and here's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Let's dig in. Uh-huh. <laughs> my favorite meal. <laughs> oh, me too. I love the dino legs. <laughs> and think about even just with food, right? Should we be eating gluten? Or everybody thinks they have a gluten sensitivity now. And of course, there are some people who shouldn't eat gluten. But, right, right. but there's real allergies. But there are many, many more people who really can eat gluten and be just completely fine. Or just worrying about these very specific micromanaging things. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about wellness culture? It's really frustrating because we're focused on all these minute things like should I eat gluten or dairy and we're not worrying about stress management or sleeping enough. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, kind of like, oh, I'm going to mow my grass while my house is on fire. Yeah, I was going to say or ignoring the fact that those things are actually causing stress and anxiety, which is part of health right. and well-being to manage those things, right? Yeah, it's exhausting to think about what ratio of carbs to protein to all this stuff. Yeah. Like, that's exhausting. So wellness culture then tends to be taking people off if we're at a fork in the road, right, and we start pursuing wellness. I think the point is that so very often we're heading further and further away from the solution, mm-hmm. from actual true health and well-being when we're ignoring the fact that those things are causing stress and anxiety. They might be making us feel anxious, right? They may be contributing to feelings of guilt or shame if we're not doing them supposedly right Mm -hmm. or not getting the supposed result that we're looking for. It's so hard, too, because the way is very convoluted. Mm -hmm. The way to true health and wellness is really, like, simple, Not easy, but simple. But there's so many people over here selling these diet shakes and pimping this waist trainer product and all these things that look like they might be well, but then they're actually completely full of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some examples of how you see that in the gym? Oh, my gosh. I see this all the time in the gym with like protein shakes. I love a protein shake. They're great. They're a good way to get in a lot of protein in a really convenient package. But the fact that we like stress so hard about which one has the most protein and can your body absorb more than 30 grams at a time? Some say yes, some say no. It's like, oh my gosh, just finish your workout and go eat some food. How about in workouts? Are there people who are like, I need to do exactly the right workout? I see this too. People will come and be like, oh, I don't want to lift weights because I'm going to get big. (laughs) Maybe if you like work really hard, you might get massive. But for most women in particular, we don't have the right hormones to really bulk. We might get a little bigger, maybe, but we're not going to turn into like Arnold without really, really, really trying. Right. Or people that think cardio is like the way. I want to exercise, but I only want to do cardio because the weight room is full of like steroids and dude bros. You know, well, they get kind of derailed on something that's actually really good for them. And you don't even have to do it in a weight room, you know, but because it looks a certain kind of way, they're going to stay with the elliptical. I know I've gotten sometimes caught up in the details of an exercise routine, too. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be exercising for X number of minutes in this specific yes. kind of exercise. I need to get my heart rate to this exact thing. I'm not focused so much on how I'm feeling. I'm focused more on these external things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard, right? Because Because exercise is so full of science that you totally could be like, oh, my gosh, the ideal intensity for you is this heart rate, like between this one and this one. So I can totally see people going, well, I'm going to use science to get the optimal results. Yeah. But if you're not feeling good while you're doing it, like for the vast majority of the people, it's sort of like 
cutting off your nose to spite your face. Totally. That if you're worrying about this very scientific, teeny tiny component of yep. it, and then that becomes so overwhelming, so burdensome that it either causes you to sort of give up on it really quickly, right? Or feel as though you're not doing it right, or it's causing you stress, overwhelm, all the things. Well, then it's sort of countering the effects of the exercise in the first place, right? It's yeah. missing the bigger picture yes. that just moving your body regularly in any way you want or enjoy is really, really healthful. Yeah. Same. You're right, Maura. The same exact thing happens with food. If I'm worried about all these kind of specific, finer details about counting my macros or kind of specific superfoods or whatever the things are. I mean, there's a million examples that I could give. I'm missing the bigger picture of just how can I eat in a way that supports my body and also is enjoyable and adds to the quality of my life. What about in mental health? Where do you, where does wellness culture show up? in kind of your line of work? In mental health, I see it from the ways that both of you are describing it. Same thing, like, right, people are coming to me because they're stressed out about the things that they're eating or, the like, they're not getting the results they want in the gym. And it's also everywhere else, right? Like, having just the right routine in the morning to have a great day or mm-hmm. needing to do a certain thing to feel a certain way. We are getting very caught up in the details and trying to change something that's internal And we're losing focus on the things that we actually want to do and care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the facts on the wellness industry specifically, but the diet culture is $72 billion industry. When you lump in wellness culture, I can't imagine. Right. But the point is, so many of us are focused exactly what you said, Maura, externally dumping money into this or that or getting really caught up in this or that. And every time... For so many people, you're getting further and further away from what's actually going to enhance your health and well-being. And I think part of the problem is that the things we know most concretely enhance our health and well-being, they're not sexy. They don't sell programs, right? Yeah. But eat your vegetables and fruits and vegetables and eat in a way that's enjoyable. Well, I can't make a whole lot of money on that, right? If I'm a program out there selling something, people are looking for that very fine-tuned, micromanaged, extra special something. And it's all taking our focus externally, right? Mm -hmm. It's funny. I thought of, I've had this thought myself, and I've heard it from so many of my clients. When we like do these very basic things, we're like, dang it, this freaking works. This is so annoying. This like... (laughs) I hear that at the gym all the time. Like, oh, I only have to come like half an hour twice a week and I'm going to see some results. Yeah. Weird. You don't have to kill yourself every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a diet culture, you know, hitting you in the head with that. It's not reality. Just a little bit counts. Yeah. So we're all really passionate about presenting a different version of health and wellness, right? I call it genuine health-promoting self-care. I'm not exactly sure how you guys phrase it in your day-to-day, but really being able to let go of the external, right? Let's drop the idea that there's this magic solution out there that's going to give you the perfect body in the gym or make your health magically better if you could just eat this right certain combination of foods or suddenly feel happy every single day of your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, is there a course on that? Because I'd like to take it. I'm sure there is a course. (laughs) Probably wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) 
So we're trying to help people kind of ditch the external, right, and tune back into your inner body wisdom. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are designed really, really well to pretty much run themselves efficiently, right? They don't need detoxes and cleanses or a lot of fine-tuning solutions in order to kind of maintain their homeostatic level. For the most part, when we're not suffering from a certain illness or disease, our, our bodies are doing that. We don't have to micromanage it every step of the way. Bodies are so cool like that. They really yeah. Just the fact that it's such a complex system that completely runs itself mm-hmm. and just needs a little sleep and a little nutrition is mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. A huge part of what we're also trying to do is to help people let go of those impossible standards, right? The impossible standards of diet culture, the impossible standards of wellness culture and the impossible standards of toxic positivity. Yeah, it's hard because we get this messaging externally, right? That's like the ideal Mm -hmm. in our culture. And then we take it on and it's, I say these same things to myself all the time, right? Like I get caught into it. I buy into these ideas. Yeah. So we're really trying to help people kind of understand what wellness culture is, what diet culture is, the harms that they have, really in each of our own unique practices, right? Working with people, trying to tune back inward to the body and really take that other fork in the road that is really heading towards true like true wellness, yeah. true self-care, the, yeah. the stuff that may not be sexy, that may not sell diet programs or supplements or crazy toxic positivity courses, <laughs> but that actually are meaningful and genuine And I think it's so important to like really embrace this, particularly as parents, because we're affecting that next generation. Mm -hmm. You know, if I really think like within a couple generations, we'll see like a whole shift in society because there are so many people like us that are trying to change the way we view things and change the way we react and interact with ourselves that like our kids and our grandkids are going to grow up differently. Yeah. So we're making a difference long term. Evelyn Tribbley, who's one of the authors of intuitive eating always says that intuitive eating is about ending the legacy of diet culture within families. Mm -hmm. And I just love that so much because most of the work that I do is sort of helping people heal their relationship with food and their bodies and find peaceful solutions to food that are sustainable. But imagine if we can help the next generation avoid having those struggles in the first place. That's an incredible gift that we can give to them. Absolutely. And one of the reasons, by the way, speaking of those impossible standards, is why I'm so passionate about providing weight-neutral care in my practice is what happens is when we're only focused on weight loss, that's when we tend to get stuck in those all or nothing, on again, off again. You get some of the messaging sometimes, well, it doesn't even matter what you're eating. It just matters what the bottom line calories are. Well, of mm-hmm. course not. That one. Yeah, yeah live that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> of course, that's not true. It matters the quality of your intake of food. And so instead of focusing on weight, which is truly not a great parameter of health. I always tell my clients, weight is your body's relationship with gravity. Yes. That's like literally all it is. Uh And if we can leave it there and let it be that and focus instead on what we're doing, on the how we're eating, how we're moving, how we're nurturing our mental and emotional well-being, it's far more actually health promoting. And so I think... As a group, us and, and many other providers as well, just see the harms of wellness culture and the downsides of diet culture and wellness culture. And we're really trying to shift the narrative mm-hmm. and actually help people 
zoom out to think uh, there's this narrative out there that health is sort of just what you eat or how you exercise, right? And really, it's so much bigger than that. It's your physical, your mental, and your emotional well-being. And that's what we're really trying to remind people of. Yeah. When you're talking about like this weight-neutral approach, it reminds me of a conversation I often have with clients early on, which is usually not a fun one to have because it's one that I'm telling them that my goal isn't to help them feel better. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to like make them happy every single day. It's more how we relate to these, like how we can have these feelings differently or like how we live our life, which is kind of what you're talking about, right? Rather than focusing on weight loss. And for me, it's rather than focusing on getting rid of a feeling, it's how can we show up in a way that we want to show up? How can we eat the kinds of things that make us actually feel good and that get us closer to the life we want to live? Mm -hmm. How can we relate more to people in our life that we care about? I love it. It's more about the day-to-day, -day, right? Not some big overarching holy grail of health or, mm -hmm. or ultimate goal. Yeah, we think of it as like a destination. Yeah. Really, it's like a journey. Exactly. Yeah. I love that you said that it's a journey, not a destination. It makes me think of this metaphor of us being at a fork in the road, right? This one fork is saying, here's how do you get to the destination. The destination is this way. And we're saying wellness is really the journey and we're taking that path. This is a different path than the one that's saying, come over here. <laughs> this is how you get to the destination. I liked it too. <laughs> I liked it. I just don't have anything to add. Yeah. So that is what we're here all about, trying to rebrand wellness and zoom out and look at the bigger picture from a lot of different angles and hopefully provide some tips and ideas and things for all of you to think about that may be actually more genuinely helpful and healthful for you. So I guess for this week, it would be really helpful to just start to notice Notice what's happening in the wellness world around you. Notice what's happening in the diet culture world around you and how it makes you feel. Notice what you've been maybe searching for and try to just observe what that is and how it's making you feel. And is it actually taking you closer to genuine health promoting care or is it sending you down that rabbit hole of wellness culture? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment and leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about Mora, you can find her at her website, moratani.com. If you want to connect with me, find me on Instagram at Tara Deleon Fitness. To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at www.elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook.